0: Okay, I'm going to cut it at 50 seconds.
1: Oh my god, that was the longest 50 seconds of my whole life.
2: (laughs) I know. it's the hardest part.
1: (laughs) I can't believe how long a minute is when I'm not blabbering all of my nonsense constantly.
0: Welcome to Fairy tale Fix y'all. I'm Abby. I'm Kelsey. We are now hanging out with Robbie, who is from Could Have Been Heroes podcast and got the glorious experience of sitting here for our usual top of the episode minute of silence where we just stare at each other awkwardly for a whole minute. (laughs) And try
2: not to laugh or make a sound.
1: (laughs) I made it about 30 seconds before I tried to do like light comedy improv because I can't be (laughs) alone with my thoughts.
0: (laughs) Uh well tell us tell us a little bit more about that Ravi tell us a little <laughs> bit about you tell us a little bit about your damage tell us a little bit about your podcast what what is up
1: Hi I'm Ravi uh, I apparently can't be left alone with my thoughts for even sixty seconds um, and I think <laughs> okay. that it's this <laughs> I think that it's this urge to share uh, all of the nonsense constantly going on in my own head that led me to be a, a writer and storyteller at a young age um and then uh my grandmother seeing that i was a huge nerd before i knew what such things were uh decided to read me uh, the hobbit for a f- uh, every summer for a few summers and then she read Aww. me yeah i know it's so lovely and then once i got old enough to understand a little bit more complexity we did lord of the rings and nice. so i became pretty obsessed with books and um My parents used to do this thing where they're like, all right, listen, when we go to a store, you can't. Uh, just have whatever toys you want. But my mom never, like, mitigated books. She's like, you can have books. If you're going to read, I'll buy, I'll buy you books. I'll find a way to buy you books.
0: Solid and idea. That's yeah. good, good, on, good on Good on you, mom.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, of course, immediately found a loophole where I found a game that was book-based. <laughs> so I got into Dungeons & Dragons very, very quickly. I mean, I found these, these books at the back of a, a game store and was like, oh, my God, this is everything. And so I became very obsessed with these and I convinced my grandmother to uh, be my first player. And so she led a little band of hobbits to save some for- some farmland. And I've been addicted ever to, to role-playing games ever since uh, because it is a hodgepodge of all of the things that I love and, again, allows me to get all of the thoughts and horrors inside of my brain and inflict them and share them with other people. <laughs> so during COVID, uh, apparently a bunch of my other friends were feeling this urge to, like, Not be alone with all of the nonsense in their head. And so we wanted to put something positive, positive out into the world. So we started a podcast and we started a podcast in our favorite setting, which is called Farital, which is a mispronunciation of fairy tale.
0: Robbie, I was today years old when I actually realized that that was supposed to be like <laughs> <Very laughs> wordplay on the word. Fairy tale.
1: Well, it's it's based on a story where like there are these like le- legendary ancient characters in Far Ital that have like always been there, and one of them is uh the the based on the a character from the Seven Servants, the like the man who could hear everything, right? And he was so upset by constantly hearing all of these cacophonies of, like, whispers and hiccups and stuff, even in, anci- even in like, distant lands, that he eventually, like, traveled out into the nothing where there isn't anything. And he started to hear voices there, too. But what he was hearing was our voices from the world above, like the place where <laughs> fairy tales come from. And uh-huh. he heard people talking about people and places and things that he knew. And he, they're referring to them as faritals, but they were because it, it was so far away. He like it was muffled, so it's just a mispronunciation of him hearing uh, him hearing that, and it stuck. So it's
2: that's adorable. incredible. That's so much fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, the uh, the backstory that like I have told twice in the 20 years that we've been running this game and no one knows except you guys now so uh you're welcome hooray we've
2: got all the secrets
1: but yeah we just really needed the like the familiarity and the variety we were playing in like a dark fantasy setting at the time and it was really fucking oh brutal and heavy which was really cool but then when the world got very brutal and heavy. but we didn't want to go to like something that was just too light or frivolous, so we wound up going to our fairy tale setting where it is everything. It's it's the darkest of the dark and the lightest of the light. So that's that we got hooked on that one, and we've been doing that for a while.
0: Yeah, um, and I've I've got to say, like you you do manage to do a really nice blend of whimsy and sort of fairy tale nasty darkness. Um, could have been heroes is a really it's a really fun podcast. Uh, I've I highly recommend it to all of our listeners if you like, if you just like fairy tales, but more and people inventing new Mm -hmm. ones and your entire cast is so weird in the funnest (laughs) way possible. Yeah, Um, they
1: are a bunch of bed knobs and broomsticks, but they are, they are just wonderful. And we've all been friends in real life for a really long time. Um, Like uh, Josh and I, who plays Zenitor on the dead wizard on the show is my best friend since high school. And I'm, you know, 38 now. So, uh, yeah, we've been we've been nerding it up for a while now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kelsey and I can relate. We've also we've also been friends for a really long time since junior high. Oh, that's so sweet.
1: I love that. (laughs) You got You know, you can kind of just tell your hearts are all stitched together. You know, you can. You can tell
0: Aww, that's very yeah. true. Kelsey exactly is my people. favorite person. Aww. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> That's so sweet. I have, <laughs> I, have of favorite, <laughs> I have all my favorite, I have all my favorite people in my podcast too. I even uh, brought it up to my, my good friend, Amanda, who uh, is on a show called wine and crime. And you, she a was little at, a, little,
0: and a, little called, <laughs> a little show called wine and crime. You may have heard of a little show called
1: Wine and cream. And uh, <laughs> when I brought it up, I was literally just asking her for podcast advice. Like, I'm like, Hey, I think I want to do like an RPG like -hmm. storytelling thing and she was like yeah that sounds great i'm in (laughs) and i was like oh i was not trying to i was not trying to uh recruit you for this but that's even better amazing of course and now of course i couldn't have imagined of you know doing Uh, it without the manatee witch
0: I was just about to say, like, isn't isn't Amanda playing a manatee character who thinks mm-hmm. she's a wizard, but is actually like a sorcerer or a warlock? Or- yeah, it's
1: she thinks she's like a healer, like a white witch, and in fact, she's like got like all of this like dark, spooky like gingerbread witch, so like like a lure, <laughs> children luring gingerbread witch inside of her, so she's like constantly so fighting such <laughs> against, a funny concept against her like dark nature. Uh huh. Yeah, we kind of put that in for all of them like all of the characters have something called a sacred curse where um like the the red hood character has the the like big bad wolf curse so she's slowly Mm -hmm. turning into like a wolf monster (laughs) and has to like fight against that like darker side of her story so anyway sorry i I, now i'm now i'm just full nerding into our 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 show so that's probably plenty (laughs) of that (laughs)
2: <laughs> where can uh, tell us where our listeners can find you find your podcast and find you on Instagram, etc.
1: Oh yeah, we have uh, all of our socials should be under CBH pod and our website, which I'm so proud of. Uh, I did all of this art and stuff and then commissioned art from this incredible artist named um, who goes whose handle is uh, Sicking star on Instagram okay. and Twitter. Um, she's Australian, and uh, she and her wife are amazing. And I'm such a fan of their art, and was so happy that they uh, convinced her to do some commissions for me for uh, to do our character like uh, montages. Um, <laughs> we we got yeah, they're gorgeous, aren't they? So g- I was I was so amazed, and I I was doing uh, all of the art on my own and so um i had done art of all of the characters and then i just kind of handed it off and to like a, a real pro and was like yay <laughs> <laughs> this is the best money i ever spent <laughs> yeah so we're really proud of our website which is at could have been <laughs> and then yeah you can find us on um all the all the appy app stores on our show i do bookends so i do like mm-hmm. a um like a chunk of pros at the beginning and at the end yeah. to try to like
0: and they I don't are know. wonderful. Oh, and, yeah, I mean, you so and you like, do, you really do a phenomenal job. <laughs>
1: like, like Yeah, Aaron and I produce the shit out of those segments. Mm-hmm. And like, since it's since it's not uh live or improved, we can kind of like, you know, do fun voice audio like mm-hmm. alterations and
0: like you did with the dragon in the most recent oh, episode. Yes,
1: you that heard was that? Cool okay, I'm so hell. proud. I'm so
0: proud of the dragon. <laughs> so good. Um,
1: yeah, uh, yes, that that was I, I was so proud of that one. We, we had been away okay. for two weeks. We went to uh, uh, Universal and Disney, which I've never been to. And and for a giant baby ch- man child like I am, I can't believe I'd never <laughs> been to these places. But so uh, we went uh, to Orlando. And then I finally got to see my parents again after not seeing them for a year and a half because of the Plague Lands. And it was awesome. It was such a good trip. But then we got back and I'm like, shit, I haven't written anything at all in two weeks. And so I apparently was hungry and I wrote that dragon thing and I was really proud of it. So thank yeah, you.
2: Yeah, if you want to listen to that, go listen to episode 49. It's called A Devil's in the Details. And the first 10 minutes are Robbie wrote a beautiful fairy tale and also voiced, which it's amazing. It sounds to me like the beginning of a video game series. Like, oh, nice. like it's kind of setting the story up. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome. Definitely give it a listen.
1: Yeah, awesome.
2: It was really fun.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun to, to put together. But so so at the beginning, I do these chunks to give... I can't believe I found the thread of the story still Um, after, after I tangented <laughs> three times. But so I told my Aunt Kimmy to listen to it. She listened to it. She heard the opening, which is like more traditional storytelling style. And she she got that. And then it started into the actual like there's multiple characters and they're talking to each other. And we're actually playing the game and rolling dice and stuff um, to you know determine success. She doesn't understand any of that. So she sends me a te- she sends me a text and she's like, "Um, I don't understand why everyone keeps interrupting you. <laughs> uh, you're trying to tell them the story and things, and then they just keep interrupting you with like questions and. Oh, that's and, uh, so funny. Yeah, just literally no frame of reference for what like uh-huh. a, a, an RPG, a TTRPG is, or like how it's a collaborative storytelling effort. Like they mm-hmm. just like there's just no frame of reference. I agree
0: usually before we move on to sort of uh, actually getting into some fairy tales and making Kelsey's mom happy. We Yay. Do Yay <laughs> Kelsey's mom. <laughs> we do have a, a couple of questions that we typically like to ask people who come on the show. Awesome. The first one being, what is your favorite childhood fairy tale, Robbie?
1: I knew you were going to ask me this, of course. <laughs> you told me several times that you would be asking me this. And I was like, you know what? It'll be better if I give an organic answer. And instead, I'm just stalling. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> so The Hobbit sort of counts for me. I know it is, it's more modern and more traditional. But it was sort of my first um, introduction to
2: mm-hmm.
1: stories that aren't just about what they're about, you know? Like they're yeah, yeah. um so that was kind of the first story I heard where I was like, "Oh, this is about more than just the stuff I'm hearing. There's like a whole world and a whole set of rules and a whole mm-hmm. like universe that this sort of attaches me to." So God, that um, is so true. Yeah. It's just
2: one of the best things about Lord of the Rings for me personally, is just the lore behind it. It's yeah. never ending.
1: Yeah, it's a window into a world that feels real. And it mm-hmm. was it's one of the seminal works that does that. So okay, so that's like that's like just sort of like a more of a what's my favorite, you know. Or my more most like fundamental fantasy story, uh, mm-hmm. I would say. I
0: think The Hobbit totally counts uh, oh, yeah. because yeah. Tolkien counts. based it, Tolkien meant it to be like a bedtime story for his own children. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think that one. Um, my uh, the other one probably uh, the Last Unicorn was another <gasps> one that like
2: oh, oh, so good.
1: devastated yes. my whole life, like mm-hmm. changed my whole life when I watched it for the first time. Um, the the the, the story and then the book as well, and. Um again, these are all longer form kind of <laughs> but if I had to pick like a traditional Grimm's fairy tale
2: mm-hmm. that
1: is my my absolute favorite, oh God, Red Riding Hood or Sleeping Beauty. I just can't
2: hey, sleep. that's kind of like our two favorites. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Kelsey and I's favorites. I yeah. mean, they
1: are they they're the two different forms of i iconi- of just full iconic um
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And again, about so much more than than they seem to be.
2: I'm so excited to get into Red Riding Hood eventually.
1: Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, we have.
2: Let's uh, let's
0: get into it then, because you're reading us two. You're reading us two stories today, um, because the first one isn't like traditionally a fairy tale. Yes, or.
1: it isn't. the The first story that I really wanted to share with you guys is called Instructions by Neil Gaiman. It is uh, sort of a poem. It is about a character that kind of finds themselves suddenly in a fairy tale. And the whole story is instructions on how to navigate this, a fairy tale successfully. (laughs) And if you find yourself in a whimsical, magical thing, here are things you should do. Here are things you shouldn't do. Um, And so it isn't exactly like one with like a plot, you know, it doesn't Mm -hmm. have the, because it doesn't, it doesn't fit your guys' like traditional structure, but I love it so much. And (laughs) it has like a really dear, you know, spot in my heart for a lot of reasons. And, um, so I wanted to pick, I wanted to share that if I got to share something.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear it. Cause, uh, Neil Gaiman is, um, an author, an author that I've always really liked. I read, uh, Mm. I read a few of his books in high school and obviously like, uh, Really, really like a lot of things like I I loved I loved American Gods um, oh, and so I good. loved uh, Stardust and I loved mm. um, I really loved Good Omens. Good Omens, I think, remains yeah. like one of my favorite things ever. He said that he's ever done forever. He wrote
1: that by mail with Terry Pratchett I know <laughs> they, <laughs> they nailed the script back and forth to each other I can't believe how good that is
0: yeah and they're like and and it's just it to this day I think it's still one of it's still one of the pieces of um, fiction that inspires me the most uh in in sort of my own creative efforts i mm-hmm. I love it so much um so but I've never actually read instructions even though I've heard of it so I am super excited to hear it
1: Yeah, it appeared in a short story collection called Fragile Things. That's where I saw it first. Um, And then I actually had um, a tragedy in my life. My little sister died. And I was reading through this book just, you know, sort of like a ghost, just kind of sifting through stuff that I liked, trying to find some purchase. And um, I came across this story instructions that I hadn't read in a while. And as I read it, it like, hit me completely differently than it ever had. Instead of instructions for someone on how to like navigate a fairy tale, I saw mm-hmm. it as someone who has departed like instructions on how to like navigate what comes next or, mm-hmm. um, or for um, uh, a person just navigating life in general. Like, I think I like, I like saw the matrix of this story, you know, in a whole different way. And so I actually read it at her funeral I uh, didn't quite get through it all myself, but I had a couple yeah. of friends. Uh, Amanda was up there and she read, uh, you know, the other half of it. Uh, once I sort of cracked, um, there's a spot in the middle. You'll, you'll know where it is, where you'll be like, oh yeah, that would be hard to get through. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, but so, um, so she finished it. And then I, I rounded it out and read the last few lines. And apparently um, someone there knew um, Neil Gaiman's uh, ex-wife. And they're, you know, still very close and they were talking and it came up this, oh, your, this story got read at a, a funeral and, sh- you know, uh, long story short or long story long, the, uh, an illness, a beautiful illustrated version of it signed by Neil Gaiman showed up at my house a few, like a few weeks later and oh. is now my most treasured possession. And mm-hmm. I have started and stopped. Thank you. Letters to him for you know, 15 years now and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. never quite managed to send one out because it always winds up feeling kind of hollow and all that. But
0: yeah. Like you know. how do you capture like the depth of that yeah. sort of feeling? Yeah. In
1: yeah. All, life. you know, your writing changed my life and gave like <laughs> made my soul sing like, and, and inspired me to do basically everything that I do. And, uh, and then you showed me deep compassion and kindness uh, when I was at my lowest point in my whole life and thanks <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah so uh yeah it's just kind of i'll just go talk about it on a podcast 15 years later and then we'll do that yeah
0: things have a habit of getting back around to him apparently so i'm sure he'll yeah he'll, there feel the gratitude just
1: put it out yeah. there and hopefully yeah i mean yeah. anyway instructions by neil gaiman Oh, and the inscription he put on the inside, it says, For Robbie, with respect and best wishes, Neil Gaiman. He used my my preferred name. (laughs)
2: that's, That's so wonderful.
1: Touch the wooden gate in the wall you never saw before. Say please before you open the latch and go through. Walk down the path. A red metal imp hangs from the green painted front door as a knocker. Do not touch it. It will bite your fingers. Walk through the house, take nothing, eat nothing. However, if any creature tells you that it hungers, feed it. If it tells you that it is dirty, clean it. If it cries to you that it hurts, if you can, ease its pain. From the back garden, you will be able to see the wild wood. The deep well you walk past leads to winter's realm. There is another land at the bottom of it. If you turn around here, you can walk back safely. You will lose no face. I will think no less of you. Once through the garden, you will be in the wood. The trees are old. Eyes peer from the undergrowth. Beneath a twisted oak sits an old woman. She may ask for something. Give it to her. She will point the way to the castle. Inside it are three princesses. Do not trust the youngest. <laughs> Walk on. In the clearing beyond the castle, the twelve months sit about a fire, warming their feet, exchanging tales. They may do favors for you if you are polite. You may pick strawberries in December's frost. Trust the wolves, but do not tell them where you are going. The river can be crossed by the ferry. The ferryman will take you. The answer to his question is this. If he hands the oar to his passenger, he will be free to leave the boat. Only tell him this from a safe distance. (laughs) If an eagle gives you a feather, keep it safe. Remember that giants sleep too soundly, that witches are often betrayed by their appetites. Dragons have one soft spot somewhere, always. Hearts can be well hidden and you betray them with your tongue. Do not be jealous of your sister. Know that diamonds and roses are as uncomfortable when they tumble from one's lips as toads and frogs. Colder too and sharper and they cut. Remember your name. Do not lose hope. What you seek will be found. Trust ghosts. Trust those that you have helped to help you in their turn. Trust dreams. Trust your heart and trust your story. When you come back, return the way you came. Favors will be returned. Debts will be repaid. Do not forget your manners. Do not look back. Ride the wise eagle. You will not fall. Ride the silver fish. You will not drown. Ride the gray wolf, hold tightly to its fur. There is a worm at the heart of the tower, that is why it will not stand. When you reach the little house, the place your journey started, you will recognize it, although it will seem much smaller than you remember. Walk up the path and through the garden gate you never saw before but once. And then go home, or make a home, or rest.
0: Okay, well, I'm crying.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Me too. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, but that's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I can totally really see good. how that would be. You, I'm so I'm surprised you got through it without like choking up. <laughs>
1: Just now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, well, yep. I mean, and I'm not surprised that you couldn't get through it without choking up at your sister's funeral. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah,
1: that was yeah, <laughs> um, I, I had I had helps <laughs> in case because that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. that's that was really beautiful. So beautiful. Just gorgeous.
1: Isn't that Mm -hmm. lovely?
2: And also, I don't know, just the message Mm -hmm. in general. It's really (laughs) important.
1: It's really wonderful.
0: And
2: good advice to get through fairy tales. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The specifics <laughs>
0: are
1: <laughs> top <hot> notch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I could totally see, Ke- like, Kelsey the entire time was nodding, like, just yeah, going, like, 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 yes. Yep. Nailed, yep. It. Yep. Nailed, Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I
2: remember that. Oh, I remember talking about that in Tuds and Diamonds. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What I if they love hurt Tar? The Tuds and Diamonds, re- I yes, exact- and Diamonds yes. reference. I love re- the yep, Tuds and Diamonds
1: reference. I remember it. <laughs> Wouldn't
2: um, that be just as unpleasant?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the, that's in our show, one of the things we do is all of the characters have like a classic fairy tale kind of curse. Mm-hmm. And it's a blessing too, because it gives you all kinds of power and it brings you back from the dead and it does all these awesome things. But like, remember those blessings and curses are interchangeable. The, the mm-hmm. you know, um, exactly, exactly. The, uh, everyth- I mean, it's the anything you touch turns to gold, the sort of situation. Like that is, a yeah. horrifying curse, even though it's, you know, you could make you the richest person ever at.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. It's got like short-term benefits, but, to, but imagine living your whole life yeah. this way.
1: Remember mm-hmm. they're permanent, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any line in that. I mean, I don't even know how long, long it is. It's like maybe a hundred lines tops and mm-hmm. each one is uh, just peeled right off of some thing that is like etched yep. on all of our hearts because we, I don't know. We just sort of know these stories. Like you can't get away from them. Mm -hmm. And that whole hero with a thousand faces effect is so real. Like, like the story, the other story that I was going to tell today is uh, the crane wife and um, that is the Japanese tale about a, a guy who marries a crane. Uh, to mm-hmm. sure, sure, to make spoiler yeah. alert, <laughs> spoiler alert. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: crane wife. I'm putting indeed, that in my prediction. <laughs> yeah, the crane
1: wife is indeed about a crane wife. Um, <laughs> but that you know, there's a there's a culture in society that has a version of this, and there is a there are versions of it in, uh, you know, half a dozen other. Uh, mm-hmm. c- other cultures about a, a man who finds a woman and she's also a bird. I mean, there's Swan, you know, the Swan Lake, the, mm-hmm. the black uh, Odette and Odile, that whole, you know, there's so many of these and they're all sort of the same. And, um, Uh I don't know. You know, dragons exist in every culture and the hero who goes on a journey and fights his father is in every culture. I mean, like we are all just so connected. And
2: well, I think that's why Abby and I enjoy these fairy tales so much is we are all we also studied anthropology. So we studied a lot of different cultures. And it's fun watching them be so different, but so similar. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll have all these important, you know, tropes and just kind of life lessons that go across culture yeah
1: Yeah. and they just echo they just echo Mm -hmm. in these different societies and they they reverberate back to us just a little bit differently depending on what they Mm -hmm. bounce off of but they're they're the the original sound was the same for all of them it's there's something in us that needs these stories so much
0: Mm -hmm. and just something just like that's completely common about Mm -hmm. the human experience
1: man and boy don't we fucking need shit that binds us together
0: Yep. Holy crap. Yes, yeah. absolutely.
2: Um, <laughs> thank you so much for reading that.
1: Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> beautiful.
2: I had yeah, definitely never yeah. heard that before. And oh, now I'm going to have to go buy that book.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, there, the, the, the there is a version of it. You can get it like on probably any appropriate and, and beneficial booksellers. I'm sure there are many more. Um,
2: yeah, we'll probably find uh, the link for it on IndieBound and post it. There we go. Yeah, channels.
1: awesome. Uh, the, the, Get the illustrated by Charles Vess version. Everything you'll need to know on your journey instructions.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm definitely buying that. I yeah. need that on my bookshelf. For myself like, and yesterday. for my niece. And... Yes.
1: Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's it's really thin. It's not very expensive. I think it's like 15 bucks. Nice. Um, Well worth it. This is an incredible. Let me hawk
0: for,
2: for Neil Gaiman. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy an to an incredible... let you hawk for
0: Neil Gaiman as long as you want. <laughs> yes, yeah, This is an incredible <laughs> buy if you want to.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're all about uh, buying the fairy tale books that we read from and supporting mm-hmm. local bookstores and, you know, all about that. We recommend using bookshop.org. It's like an organization that's like Amazon to kind of help you support local bookstores, but also have the like, you know, ease of purchasing it online.
1: Awesome. Yes, that's great.
2: Honestly, the best way to find the books you're looking for is like the internet. Mm -hmm. So if there is a a website that you want to buy books from, choose IndieBound or bookshop.org.
1: Yes, yes. But uh, this is a great, this is a great thing to have on your bookshelf for sure.
0: Robbie, you've got a tough act to follow, and that tough act is yourself. Oh, uh, so you're gonna have to do a second story.
1: Yeah, um, maybe you just cut that one and put it at the end, like uh, if you want, like we could do that.
0: No, I love it where it is. I think it's perfect. I think it's great. good to keep all those things in mind as we sort of head into our into our next fairy tale. So oh, that's
1: are- a good point. That's a great mm-hmm. point. Yeah. All right, so this story is from Japanese folklore, and it is called Tsuru no the Crane Wife.
0: Okay, uh, let's see. My three predictions for the Crane Wife. Um, The protagonist encounters his wife first as a bird is going to be prediction number one for me.
1: Rock solid, sounds sounds very likely.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Prediction number two, he is a poor fellow. Mm. He is a peasant. And prediction number three. She carries his children away with her at the end. <gasps> oh, <laughs> scandal.
1: <laughs> Can I just say that I love the uh, predictions because of how what, what we were talking about before. we like all of these stories are like somehow like human echoes that just travel around the planet. And they do it. <sighs> I I just love it. I think it's a great idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, me, me too. I really, I really enjoy it because, because someone, so much, so many of these stories are like super tropey in a way that can be Mm -hmm. predicted, but also we've found that so many fairy tales also surprise you with Mm -hmm. uh, subverting the trope. Yeah.
2: Okay. I am going to predict that the husband doesn't follow instructions. (laughs)
1: Hey, like hey. oh, tie it to our first one. Didn't follow the instructions.
2: Because <laughs> they never follow follow do instructions. And they never do.
1: <laughs> Can't confirm.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna predict the crane wife stays at the end. Ooh. Ooh. I don't I don't actually think that's gonna happen, but that's what I want to happen. I want yeah, throwing twist. it, throwing it out there. My third prediction is that there is a Witch or wizard involved. Mm.
1: Ooh. Odette and Odile, right? Yeah.
2: Fun. At least, I hope. I want I some. I mean, you can <laughs> n- <I> w- never <laughs> go <laughs> some wrong. some grumpy magic.
1: Yeah. yeah, never go wrong when you, you want uh, some grumpy magic in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, I just think that would be fun. Although, I don't know. We haven't done too many Japanese fairy tales. We've only done a few.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we don't really have the tropes for them down mm-hmm. in quite the same way yet. Well. Yeah.
1: Just wait. I think you guys might be in for some some uh, some pleasant surprises with your predictions. There,
0: fabulous! I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Robbie, lay it on us. Tell us all about it. All
1: right, the Crane Wife. Long, long ago, in a far-off land, there lived a young man. One day, while working on his farm, a brilliant white crane came swooping down and crashed to the ground at his feet. The man noticed an arrow pierced through one of its wings. Taking pity on the crane, he pulled out the arrow and cleaned the wound. Thanks to his care, the bird was soon able to fly again. The young man sent the crane back to the sky saying, Be careful to avoid hunters. The crane circled three times over his head, let out a cry as if in thanks, and then flew away.
2: Solid, well, he's following solid some of advice. the instructions so far. Yeah, so <laughs>
1: he's, doing great. Great.
2: Yeah. he's doing great. He's doing great. Like ease the
0: pain of injured creatures. If it's dirty, help.
1: clean it. If it's injured, heal it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nailing it. He's Absolutely. doing great.
0: Also, Robbie, I can't help but notice that you're reading this story in the exact same style you do the opening segments of your podcast.
1: <laughs> I usually do those in uh, my like Lorwinkle sage voice, yep. which goes, "As the day grew dark, the young man <laughs> made his way home." Yeah, so that's that's uh, I'm, I'm sparing you the the wizard voice. Uh, I, it might be tonally a little weird in your show, but. A little weird, but
0: I do love it. Yeah, Yeah, it's so good.
1: As the day grew dark, the young man made his way home. When he arrived, he was surprised by the sight of a beautiful woman whom he had never seen before standing in the doorway. Shocker. Welcome home. I am your wife, (laughs) said the woman. Holy shit, said the young man. No. (laughs) 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 The young man was surprised and said... I am very poor and cannot support you. The woman answered, pointing to a small sack. Don't worry. I have plenty of rice and began preparing dinner. The young man was puzzled, but the two began a happy life together. And the rice sack mysteriously remained full always.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: One day, the wife asked the young man to build her a weaving room. When it was completed, she said, you must promise never to peek inside. With that, she shut herself up in the room. The young man waited patiently for her to come out. Finally, after seven days, <gasps> the sound of the loom stopped, and his wife, who had become very thin, stepped out of the room holding the most beautiful cloth he had ever seen. Take this cloth to the marketplace, and it will sell for a high price, said the wife. The next day, the young man brought it to town, And just as she said, it sold for many coins. Happy he returned home.
0: You take (laughs) one arrow out of one bird and you are set for life. Boom.
1: Talk (laughs) about that magical gratitude. There you go.
2: I also like that he tried to like argue with her a little bit first. He's just like, I'm so poor. Are you sure you have the right person? Yeah, he totally.
1: Stuck. He's like, listen, I suck. I don't think, I don't know if you want to come in and be my, with your magical rice sack. You're very beautiful. And
2: He's like super nervous. Oh, you I seem out him. of my league.
0: Are you sure you have the right door?
1: <laughs> it's like me when I started dating Aaron. I'm like, are you, wait, am I tricking you somehow? I feel like I'm tricking you. I did, I tricked
0: him. You you um, seem like kind of a fairy creature yourself. So I, I am
1: a bit of a trickster, and I do beguile.
0: Mm-hmm. Aaron found you very beguiling.
1: I ha- I do cavort and caper, and I have been known to beguile. Yeah, I've often dated above my uh, my pay grade, if you know what I mean. Like <laughs> kind of punched above my weight by just uh, being charming and persistent. Um, so yeah, the wife then returned to the room and. Re- resumed weaving curiosity began to overtake the man who wondered how can she weave such beautiful cloth with no thread soon he could stand it no longer i've seen a a, a more unhappy version of it where they where he becomes he starts to become greedy and asks Mm -hmm. her to weave more and more often and he becomes more and more like obsessed with like where is all of his money coming from and stuff Uh but um This was a nicely written version. It doesn't have that in it so much, but that's kind of an important part of this is that he starts to become greedy and he wants more and he pushes her to do this more and more often.
2: We feel less bad for him (laughs) when he doesn't follow instructions.
1: Yeah, and Uh bottom. Desperate to know his wife's secret peeked into the room. To his great shock, his wife was gone. Instead, a crane sat intently in the room weaving a cloth plucking out its own feathers for thread the bird then noticed the young man the own the young man peeking in and said i am the crane that you saved i wanted to repay you so i became your wife but now that you have seen my true form i can stay here no longer then handing the man the finished cloth it said i leave you this to remember me by the crane then abruptly flew off into the sky and disappeared forever
0: Oh my God. (laughs) I
1: know. Isn't that awesome?
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: So I think that that was like a very gentle version of the story. I hadn't, Mm -hmm. I hadn't seen that ending. I just saw Mm -hmm. that it was like really nicely written, but I think that the part where the part where he like starts to push her like weave us more, weave us more. I need more to sell. And all of that is kind of an important part of the story that that version left out Um, Mm -hmm. specifically because she's getting thinner and thinner as this goes on yeah. and he,
2: yeah. and
1: because she's literally like tearing parts of herself away to to make this and she was yeah, willing she, to do yeah. that she mm-hmm. was willing to do that to to repay him because she loved him and she was grateful but his like greed and curiosity and Just um can't
2: follow instructions
1: can't fucking follow instructions yeah
2: <laughs>
0: yeah and and it's like i'd like cuz that's such a um a really like visceral image of like him creaking the door open. And then there's this like really thin crane that is literally
1: prying feathers out of its own
0: body to, to fuel this, like this process that will like, that will make him prosperous. And I, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. just, and like the, the sheer, like, like ungratefulness of, Uh not of like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's Yeah, I feel like a that's story. a little
2: different from stories we've heard in that kind of fashion before is mm-hmm. usually the protagonist is very lovable and just kind of goofy and doesn't really think about it and just kind of forgets, you know, what the wife told him not to do, and so he does it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely deer more malicious
2: sounding. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the some of the versions that I've seen are that pin the the fall of this this story on his on his greed and that he was pushing her and pushing her and then mm-hmm. because now like so much of his livelihood re- and his his new way of life that he has become accustomed to rests on her ability to do this magical thing. Mm -hmm. Um, he has to know, how does she do this? What if she leaves me? You know, it's, (laughs) it's that whole, like a spouse becomes so paranoid about their, their partner's behavior that their suspicion is what ends the marriage and their, their, their cruelty over their insecurity rots the marriage from, from within. So
2: yeah. Yeah. And has a much stronger moral because of that. So I love that.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. When I got to the end and I'm like, wait, he's not being greedy in this part. He's not, I had to, I had to shove it in, but that that was one of the better written versions that I had seen. Mm -hmm. So.
0: Yeah. Cause that's definitely what drives what, like, as Kelsey said, what drives home the moral, um, Mm -hmm. better of, of like, yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words of, of how, um, interesting that story is and how different it is. That's um, really cool. From other stories of type do you do you have a fix for the crane wife
1: well what's interesting is i picked the crane wife because in our show there is a character named queen lavaline who is based on the norse uh like or kind of the german version of this story um mm-hmm. I, I again wild that that these completely different cultures have such similar stories mm-hmm. um like there's the Swan Lake story with the, the Odette and Odile and the Enchanter and all that stuff. But then there's the 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 legend of the Swan Maiden, which is this young man hunting through the woods, sees a beautiful, stunning woman bathing naked in a waterfall, um, like a pond. And he realizes that on the shore is the skin of or like the feathers and skin Oops. of a so beautiful- It's kind
0: of like a selkie story. Exactly. Too. It's
1: very much like the selkie. Yeah. Um, it's just a different animal (laughs) and so he takes the the like he he steals the swan skin and hides it and then she like follows him and becomes very like kind of subservient to him and he has children with her Mm -hmm. and and then eventually she discovers where her swan skin is puts it on and flies away leaving him with the children it's it's literally like you know how the the, um, Irish and Celtic like stories along the coast had the Selkie and they explained Mm -hmm. like, why isn't mommy with daddy anymore? Well, she was a Selkie and she ran away back to the sea because she had to be with the sea. Well, no, Mm -hmm. she just didn't love daddy anymore. And
0: (laughs) and (laughs) she made her escape. Yeah.
1: Daddy was a mean (laughs) drunk and she friggin escaped. So, but it's, it's basically that version. So we, we made a version of that, where lavaline the character that she plays um is held captive by this king for years and years as his like trophy wife um until one day this sort of the the (laughs) less achieving younger brother of rumpelstiltskin comes through her wall offers her a deal uh (laughs) where she's able to slip something into her um a husband's tea to like remove his kingly powers from him. And then she tortures him until she, until he tells her where (laughs) the swan skin is effectively like waterboarding him in the pond that he captured her from. So that, and then she (laughs) escapes. So we sort of took it into a, a very dark sort of,
2: yeah. I
1: don't know, feminist revenge place. And I was, you know, awesome. Kathy, Kathy, who plays that character. I was like all about it. Um, <laughs> but so she, she gave up um, an un, unha- an unhatched egg that she had been secreting away um, mm-hmm. uh, in the deal and all that. So, so we sort of took a crack at finishing, at fixing, at putting a fix on this anyway, or modernizing it at least,
0: right? Um, on this like tail type.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think. I honestly think that maybe I would raise the stakes. I would, I would have it be longer. I would have it be over years where she, she's supporting them and they have children together. And, Mm -hmm. and, and I, and I would push more of the narrative that what it is, it's not just curiosity. It's not just like, just like errant curiosity. It's like Mm -hmm. greed and it's toxic masculinity, like, he's he realizes that she's the breadwinner all of my money and all of my power is is from her Mm -hmm. and i can't stand that anymore and so when he when he uh breaks in it's more of a betrayal and less of like an errant like whoopsie daisy Mm
2: -hmm, um, Yeah.
1: so that when she she leaves and takes the children and Mm -hmm. it is more of a of a blow and it is more sort of deserved than just like i got curious and peeked in like yeah, I would really try to ram that
2: impact that way.
1: Yeah, so I would probably make it worse and more devastating mm-hmm. and more upsetting. Is,
2: what is. <laughs> <laughs> that would be
1: that would be my fix? I think it would I think it would land that lesson better, you know, even better than it does now, where it just kind of he he got kind of greedy and pushed her too much, and I want it to be full emotional trauma, is what I'm saying.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's how you really drive the lesson home, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. What
2: about you, Kelsey? I love that, actually. I mean, I think it already had a bigger impact because of the way you read it. But I love the idea of just having it be more important longer. You know, I feel like with a lot of these fairy tales, I just want more of the story.
1: I know. I would love a full, like, a novella of this. Yeah. um where she slowly wastes away and and you know but she loves him so she's willing to do it but then yeah uh, he then gets she comes in his back head for
2: revenge i like that idea
0: Ooh. <laughs>
2: yeah like that's the sequel
1: <laughs> oh wait she comes back and starts he wakes up and starts noticing that like his hair and like bits yeah, of his skin are out. snipped off cuz she's, cuz she's like she needs to take back like the parts of herself that she snipped away for him and she's uh-huh. like no i'm going to come i'm going to come like collect
0: <laughs> the, like the matter that I love yeah. now <laughs> yeah. oh man like really get it like that like because that was gonna be kind of what I would want to see is I'd really want to get more into the body horror of it all.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: Because just the, the imagery was so striking with like <laughs> you lose using her feathers to fuel the loom. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: I love that idea if she comes back and she just starts snipping bits of him off.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> not gory or bloody, but he just wakes up and like one of his fingers is missing or something mm-hmm. like, um, I mean there, you could always do the whole like, uh, her beauty is so incredible in her crane form while she's weaving that he goes blind and his eyes melt out of his head or something like that. Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, but I like this. I like this more cold calculated, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Yep. I also like the idea of uh, their children turning into cranes and going off with their mother.
1: Yeah. That's Awesome.
2: I think that is something that I've missed in a couple of these stories. Uh, We've read, you know, like similar ones where it's a animal husbandry, and I mm-hmm. just love the idea of like the children turn into cranes too and go off with her
1: there is a a really schlocky funny uh i'm a huge i don't know if you could tell this about me but i'm a huge horror fan um there's a really (laughs) there's a funny schlocky uh if you're looking for like a great b movie uh it's called tales from the dark side and it is a little anthology about a witch who has captured a boy it's modern but this witch has captured a boy and she's got him in a cell and he she's preparing to cook him but he starts telling her stories like to stall her for time
0: Ooh, um, what is it sort called? of a little Sheherazad called Sheherazad tales from, tales from the
1: yeah Shahrazad, exactly uh yeah yeah, yeah uh, well, a very b grade Shahrazad. <laughs> yes definitely like, like a different different vibe <laughs> yeah but so she tells him these like these scary stories of and it's called tales from the dark side i'm pretty sure that's right um that sounds
2: amazing and, and also d- a huge horror fan. Oh yes, also. and anthology fan. So
1: yes, there are not uh, so much horror does so well in snippets. Mm-hmm. Um, just like you know, let's let's be honest. Most of the gr- most of the grim fairy tales are horror stories. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, and <laughs> absolutely. And they, do, and they
1: do very well at short. So so the first one is it's got like Steve Buscemi in it, and it's a <gasps> like a, a mummy story. And oh, but anyway, God. the last one is this, this man is out at night drunk and he sees this hideous, monstrous gargoyle thing that attacks this man and rips his head off and bites his throat out and eats him. And then she turns to him and sees him and they like make eye contact and then the creature, you know, Uh, tells him like not to tell anyone or something like that. And then it flies away. And then eventually he finds this incredibly gorgeous woman shows up at his house. And the two of them become like emotionally connected. And they, they have like a a marriage that lasts for years and they have children together. And then eventually in a drunken stupor one night, he, he's so close to this woman. He loves her so much that he's like, listen, I got to tell you this story about this fucked up thing that I saw this monster, swooped down and it ate this guy it right in front of me and then it made me promise that i wouldn't tell anybody isn't that crazy and then she goes and then she oh goes gosh. oh no you promised you wouldn't tell uh-huh. and then her skin starts to fall off and wings start to grow out of her uh-huh. back and and she's and and she's Mom. like you promised you wouldn't tell and, yeah. and, and then she he hears screaming from the children's room because the children are also monsters turning into monsters and then his wife his wife eats him and then they all fly off together that
0: sounds amazing Uh, (laughs) sorry i spoiled the whole thing i'm really sorry (laughs)
1: yeah it is
2: streaming on hbo max i just looked it up because i'm watching that tonight (laughs) it sounds so fucking good
1: (laughs) Uh, i will go watch it over lunch with aaron when we're done yeah
2: so. Oh my God. But
1: it's basically the same story as the crane wife, just with more gore. So I guess right. it's, what we, it's uh, what we wanted. It does exist.
0: That's, yeah, someone else already fixed this kind of story <laughs> 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 and made it more terrible. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um. So we still have a few minutes left. So I think we have time uh, because I want to give Robbie the opportunity to make predictions.
1: Yes, please. As well.
0: So I am going to flip through my book and then Robbie, you tell me when to stop. Um, oh, this, uh, this is the complete first edition of the original Folk and Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm.
1: Wow. Uh, Who's, uh, who made it?
0: Uh, this is translated and edited by Jack Zipes.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah. That sounds amazing.
0: It's, uh, it's pretty cool. And there's a lot of the reason why I like to use this one for randomized readings. And I know Kelsey does too, is uh, there's a lot of short ones.
1: Good, good, mm-hmm.
0: good, yeah. Um, in it, so uh, they'll they'll definitely be a short one nearby to whichever page you stop me on. So I'm going to awesome. go ahead and I'm going to start. Is Robbie frozen?
1: No, I I just was okay. trying to be funny by making. <laughs>
0: Making <laughs> it super long. <laughs> I Maybe mean, you go through the
1: whole book. And I was like, oh, all right. I don't know. All right. I'm going to start over
0: because we got, to, we got into the appendices in the back. <laughs>
1: yeah, read that. Read that.
0: Okay. I'll read the appendices. I,
1: that, that was a stupid joke. I'm sorry. I'm just going
0: to go backwards from like the closest story to the back. <laughs> yeah, read the last one. I'm just going to read the very last story. Because <laughs> that one will just never get read otherwise. Fair enough, you know?
1: Right, because who's gonna be an idiot like me and be like, "No, I want to go way to the back."
2: Abby, actually, when we do randomized readings, sometimes Abby will use her uh, die.
0: Yeah, sometimes hey. I roll for it if it's mm-hmm. like a thicker if it's a thicker book like this. I'll do a d100. Oh
1: yes, awesome! <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, my partner Aaron uh, makes really beautiful cast resin die. He got into dice making when we started our podcast, so mm-hmm. just just saying, if you guys want some sweet, uh, <laughs> sweet. Actually, uh,
0: had been planning on ordering dice from Aaron because oh my God. i looked okay. i looked at, awesome. I looked at like, it's like is it's it's at nearly as dice right
1: yes on instagram that's his, uh, yeah, on his instagram, instagram um
0: we can we can share pictures of it his dice mm-hmm. are beautiful yeah
1: and what he loves to do the most is to get like a description of a character or a story or something Ooh, like that and, and then, then, do then a like theme yeah do it like based on like what they would look like if you cast polymorph on them and turn them into dice
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> um, I so love cool. like, yeah, I've definitely been planning on on working with Aaron on some. Oh, that's awesome. Does, yeah. Do. Beautiful work. I just keep forgetting.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's all good. Right.
0: <laughs> um, so I actually landed on uh, two extremely short ones. Like there are, it's it's two in a row and they're each two paragraphs long. So love it. Um, I'm so excited. Kelsey and Robbie, you may each have one prediction for a tale with a riddle. A
1: tale with a riddle.
0: What do you think a tale with a riddle is about?
1: (sighs) You go first. You've done this. You've done this more often than I have.
2: (laughs) A tale with a riddle and a short grim story. Hmm. Can I just predict that it's really fucked up? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's, I feel like that's a safe bet, actually.
0: You
1: know what? I'm going to predict that there's a correct guess, that the person, the, the protagonist or hero of the story gets it right.
0: Ooh, I like that. Yeah, um, that's a great prediction. My prediction is that there is no actual riddle.
2: <laughs> uh, oh my gosh.
1: Uh, fucking, yep, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: All right. Let's hear it.
0: A tale with a riddle. Three women were turned into flowers that stood in a field. Mm-hmm. However, one of them was permitted to spend the night in her own home. Once, as dawn drew near and she had to return to her companions in the field to become a flower again, she said to her husband, if you come and pick me this morning, I'll be set free and I'll be able to stay with you forever. And this is exactly what happened. Now, the question is how her husband was able to recognize her for the three flowers were all the same without any distinguishing mark. Do either of you have a guess? Because it oh turns my- out that the story itself is a riddle. So why can't It is answer. a
2: riddle. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Answers to riddles are always, like, so obvious once you hear it.
1: Right. So it's going to be and- something, like, we could conceivably think of and then go, oh, God, we're so stupid for not thinking of that.
2: Yep. And that's is going to happen because I have no idea.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm this, terrible at riddles. How, want, how much dead just... air do you want to have to cut out while I sit here? And, like, <laughs> like, how
2: bad? <sighs> I mean, how badly do you want to figure it
0: out yourself? I'm open to whatever. Uh, I've got nothing to do this afternoon. <laughs> God damn it, um, Aaron, help!
2: <laughs> 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 he just goes.
0: Now nah, you're on your own. That's no fair. Calling in your spouse, man. <laughs> Can I phone yeah. a friend? <laughs> What was that guy's name?
2: Regis.
1: Regis, Regis Philbin. <laughs> um.
2: Is it because he picked her before she turned back into a flower? Because <laughs> it was that morning? I'm trying to think. Like. <laughs> okay. Nope. Yeah. It's just like, because it's before it's <laughs> right before dawn. Right. Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: I'm well, picturing she her going go through a horribly slow. <laughs> she uh-huh. left to the she left for the field before dying. Yeah. Then she's it's this horribly slow transformation into a flower, and he's like that one, the one that's still that one, here, yeah, man.
2: that one, the one's still my wife.
1: No, so I um, pick you. Okay, here's my here's my actual guess. Uh, something about because I think that flowers, some flowers like close at night and open in the morning. So maybe it was something with that where like she was already she had already like opened up or.
0: Uh, that doesn't make any sense because that's all and flowers, in... all three flowers are exactly the same. Well, then, it's how the... the one the closest riddle. to his house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you just want me to tell you the answer? Yes, oh my tell god, us. fine, fuck it, we're idiots. <laughs> well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Since she had spent the night in the house and not the field, the dew had not fallen on her as it had the other two. Oh
1: my God! There okay, was no that was not in the riddle
2: at all. So there was like, no in the dew
1: on her. That's a good. That's part. that's a good solution.
2: You I know, thought- I think all of, I think all of our answers were totally fine because <laughs> that wasn't in like beginning part of the riddle like they normally are if
1: they had put in there like a dewy field
2: a dewy field you
0: might have guessed it every
2: morning
1: in the dewy field you know she would have to turn back into a dew covered flower no so i think um i think screw that story i hate that story
2: awesome well you (laughs) did get a point robbie no i love it you did get a point there was a correct answer to the riddle
0: yeah, I did get mm-hmm. one. Yeah,
2: even if it was a dumb answer <laughs> and a dumb yeah. riddle.
0: No, the the fix the fix for this riddle is definitely including something about morning dew somewhere in the story. <laughs> exactly,
1: include. You have to include the solution somewhere yeah. in the text. Well,
0: like. I I just wonder if because it's so much older, people just kind of spent more time outside yeah. near yeah. dawn and <laughs> yeah. would have and would maybe have just been able to guess that. Yeah, it might not a be a point. perfect translation, too. Yes, yes, it's also translated from like ye old German, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so, Which is
1: just like you know, two people hitting a rock together in a field <laughs> somewhere. Like ye ancient German is just rock German. smashing. Yeah, so that's probably pretty hard to translate.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to move I, on to the okay. next, the next two paragraph story, the golden key. Oh. What mm. is the golden key about? I was my prediction. Oh, did you say it first. You go first. You no, go first. I was going to, because
1: I had a feeling what yours might be because of what your last one was. And I was going to try to rush in and steal it from you.
0: <laughs> oh, are you going to you gonna say that there's no, that there is yes, no key? That the, <laughs> that there, that,
1: that the golden that key no is key. not actually a key. That's my prediction.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. That, that was not going to be mine. It oh, was okay. not going to be mine. You can have it. Good, good. I'll have um, it. Mine is going to be, because I just can't get Bluebeard stories out of my mind. Uh, oh, the golden yikes. key goes to a room. The protagonist
2: was told not to enter.
1: Mm-hmm. The shit that is that those are based on is so scary.
2: Um, I predict that the bird has a key. Has the oh, key. there's a bird that has a key. Nice, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Birds and keys, I love it.
2: <laughs> birds and keys, you love these things. I feel like birds and keys go together. That's
0: <laughs> okay. This is the golden key. During winter, when the snow was once very deep, a poor boy had to go outside and gather wood on a sled. After he had finally collected enough wood and had piled it on his sled, he decided not to go home right away because he was freezing so much. Instead, he thought he would make a fire to warm himself up a bit. So he began scraping the snow away, and as he cleared the ground, he discovered a golden key. Mm. Where there's a key, he thought, there must also be a lock. So he dug farther into the ground and found a little iron casket. If only the key will fit, he thought, for there were bound to be wonderful and precious things in the casket. He searched, but he couldn't find a keyhole. Finally, he found a very tiny one and tried the key, which fit perfectly. So he turned the key around once, and now we must wait until he unlocks the casket completely, and that's when we'll see what's lying inside the end.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fun. What? It also I know. There <laughs> wasn't a keyhole but there was then there <laughs> What? That's fine. I That's know, it's was, like the, that was nothing. It's a troll. <laughs> like, it's like a. Yeah. It's, it's a just tr- like one of those fairy tales where he's like, and I was there, but then he's still asleep, and we're going to find out what happens later. And I'm done with the story at the end. <laughs> what the
1: sh- I, I, I honestly can't imagine why that one isn't more popular and why <laughs> Disney has never picked up a boy with his arm in a hole in the ground unlocking a casket.
2: There's honestly so much potential to that story. Oh
1: my God. (laughs) I mean,
2: there's nothing else about
1: it. (laughs) Is he cursed
0: now? Is he stuck there for all time? Yes. You know what? That's the fix for this story is that we finish it by saying the boy's arm is stuck in the hole forever. And he wastes away there until he's a little skeleton. (laughs) And then a toad jumps on his face.
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe we do a point of, maybe the fix is there's a point of view cut. And we go to someone else who f- sees an old man in the snow, and he's turning a key in a casket that's like in the ground. And the guy's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm getting a wealth of incredible treasure and rubies and jewels just as soon as I finish turning this lock uh, in this in this in this uh, in this treasure chest because he, and he's just been doing it for decades because it's a magical curse. And then you'd be like, "Oh, he got enchanted and now he's stuck there." <laughs>
0: I like it. (laughs) I like it. That's a good one.
1: (laughs) God. Oh, my God. Um, Well, that was a blast. And I love that that is the last (laughs) one in that book. That is incredible.
0: (laughs) The Very last. I I have to. I wonder if Jack Zipes arranged. Well, because he just translated it. So this is the way that the book has been laid out, you know,
2: uh, for for centuries. This is just a
0: translation. So I'm wondering if that's how the Brothers Grimm laid out their first edition on purpose. <laughs> the
1: Friggin' Gr- Grimm Brothers pranked us from uh-huh. the ancient past. Yeah, that's amazing. That or the
2: drunk, uh, the drunk person telling the story just got bored and lost uh-huh. interest. Yeah, and then
1: he like, he's going to open it one day and then, whoa, yeah. it'd be cool. Then we'll
2: know. <laughs> then we'll know. <laughs> the Brothers Grimm are like, hey, we'll ask him later. Yeah, <laughs> We'll, ask him how we'll it get ends, then- back to it. And they don't. (laughs) And then they
1: did They still put it in, though.
2: (laughs) They still included the story. Oh, there are so many like that. that, (laughs) Yeah, especially... (laughs) <laughs> Especially in Russian fairy tales, I feel, feel like a lot of the shorter ones end like that, and it's just mm. so, like, yeah, and he's still sleeping there to this day, and we don't know what happened in the end. <laughs> and then she made
1: the turnip soup, and the turnip soup is turnip soup, and one day it will be a turnip again, the end. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. oh a good, a turnip soup, a- soup story, yeah.
0: <laughs> There's a metaphor in there about the cyclical nature of life and death, and
1: I guess, something. yeah. No, it's about soup. It's soup. Just soup. It's
0: just about
1: soup. It's a story. It's a meta- <laughs> <laughs> The metaphor is, a metaphor is about how soup is soup, mostly.
2: <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I could imagine. You know, being at a tavern, olden days, some old man's telling me that story. I would listen. Mm. I'd love oh, it. Of
1: course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if it had a nice accent, I'd pay full attention to anything, yeah. basically.
0: Like, I'm sure what you're saying is wise somehow. So I'm Not just going to sit here and Give absorbent.
1: it way more, like, depth and meaning. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Deserved. So deep.
0: <laughs> so deep. Um.
1: Yeah, Hang sometimes on, it's just it. a little boy with his arm in the ground. <laughs> sometimes it's just just sometimes it's just a kid <laughs> stuck in a hole, you know. And you so, know
0: that's life.
1: That's life. Sometimes that's just it's just how a, life works. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's just a kid with his arm <laughs> in a <laughs> hole, unlocking a casket
0: that mm-hmm. you'll never get to know what's that inside. That you
1: never get to know. That's actually, you know what? Holy shit! That's actually a really good lesson. I'm yeah, not well some, sometimes you don't get to freaking know the end of the story. Screw you. <laughs> Life's, you
2: not <laughs> Life's not
0: fair.
1: Life's not fucking fair, is it? <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> wow, that's actually amazing.
0: I'm really glad that we were able to find what was meaningful about that absolutely nothing story. That's Good amazing. For us.
1: I love Go it. Go team. It's now one of my new favorites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Golden Key. Oh, you should definitely incorporate that as a plot line on CBH.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the mystical casket creaks and slowly starts to open, and then we just do a quick like smash edit to like farther uh, into the episode and just and refuse to acknowledge that it ever happened. I yep. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Done. Gonna do done.
0: It. Yep.
2: Perfect. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie, so much for coming on Fairy Fix. This has been an absolute blast. Yay! Um, just remind <laughs> everybody where they can find you at Could Have Been Heroes.
1: Uh, yeah so you can find us on um, anywhere you get your podcasts uh, it's could have been heroes we are a uh, nonsense comedy horror fairy tale, fantasy actual play with a lot of silliness and a, an absolutely lovely cast full of people and also I'm there and um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're also lovely and oh, gee, wonderful thanks. to listen I to, try, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, and uh, you can find us at could have been heroes com and cbh pod at Instagram Twitter we even started tiktok where we (laughs) where we uh make ourselves laugh at least so um so that's good so yeah cbh pod on all the socials and uh yeah give us a listen and um thank you so much fairy tale fix i love you guys uh (laughs) i also have to say when you guys, uh, the two of you came on and did our um, uh, Scare the Rich um, Chris- oh Christmas Carol themed so much ghosts yep. terrorizing rich people in Victorian London into being better people, or in a few <laughs> cases, murdering them accidentally <laughs> or on purpose. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was a blast. We raised $1,000. for. Did you guys hear the final number was like $1,200 no, or something?
0: it was. That's so cool.
1: For charity. Or not charity, but for um, uh, the direct action campaign that we were we were raising Mm -hmm. money for and i was so proud of it and you guys were great and i would oh my gosh i would love to play with you guys again anytime so
0: um yeah ditto yeah that that was was really fun fun. (laughs)
1: yeah it was a real real treat oh you can find that on our twitch which we're starting to do more stuff with it should be cbh stream at twitch tv
0: Yes, definitely go check that out. Um, you're you're all just so much fun to play with. Um, definitely, definitely want to come back.
1: You can see these two superstars as
0: uh,
1: <laughs> as uh, ghost uh, Ghost Dickens and uh, Ghost. Um,
2: Hans, hans christian, christian anderson. anderson yeah i was gonna say <laughs> west
1: i was gonna say as ghost Wes anderson and, and then i was like well that isn't right <laughs> that would be very different <laughs> yeah, that would be very different yeah as a ghost hans christian anderson so.
0: oh my god kelsey was so funny in particular like Kelsey, you cracked me up that entire time. You were I hilarious. Couldn't,
1: <laughs> I was so honored to be uh, one of your, your your early TTRPG experiences. Um, yeah,
2: that was the second TTRPG game I've ever played. I got yeah, to be cr- Hans Christian Anderson. You crushed it. Which was it. difficult for yeah. me because he's a very <laughs> sad boy, and yeah, I just, am a very goofy. Played,
1: yeah, you just person? played this like like heartbroken emo boy. It was wonderful. <laughs> it was great. Uh,
2: I tried very hard. Thank you so much. Yeah, that, that was, was a lot fun. of fun. Yeah, and Abby got to play Charles Dickens, who Hans Christian Andersen just absolutely adored. So I that know you fun. two had such good <laughs>
1: energy. It was really sweet. I loved it.
2: So that's going to do it for us today.
0: Once again, thank you all so much for tuning into Fairy Fairytale Fix. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple or Stitcher. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. And then also
0: go leave Could Have Been Heroes a review on Apple or Stitcher or anywhere yeah. else that they will allow you to leave reviews. It genuinely helps uh, podcasts like small indie podcasts like ours move up in the various algorithms. So mm-hmm. please go do that. Uh, If you love our show and you want to support us further, you can get extra episodes, merch, books, and other bonus content at our Patreon by signing up at fairytalefix.cash. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at fairytalefixpod. And you can email us your favorite fairy tales, folklore, nursery rhymes, random anecdotes, books you love, stuff like that at Mm -hmm. info at fairytalefixpod.com.
1: Also, we have a lovely Discord uh, where we all hang out and talk about fantasy and nerdy stuff. So if you want to come chat with us on Discord, uh, you can probably find a way to it. Or uh... Yeah, the
0: CBH <laughs> Discord is, wa- is a lot of fun. We can put a link to it in our, in our show would notes be, for this episode. That would be
1: awesome. Yeah, I'll give yeah, you guys a, we, a link for it.
0: I think we need to link ours again. While we're at it too. Because oh, yeah. uh, We it's also a uh oh my have gosh. A Discord, you can come chat with us.
1: Yeah, let me get on there. I'm gonna come come <laughs> <Hell> say <yeah. laughs> I'm gonna come say some things.
0: Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um
1: And so after years and years of putting up with his utter bullshit, the crane wife finally <laughs> had the excuse she needed to take the money, to take the kids, and fly back to Crane Topolis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> where she lived
1: out the rest of her days as a badass boss bitch.
0: <laughs> and the little boy is still turning that key to this day. <laughs> arms
2: stuck in the ground.
0: Turning and turning and turning. Locked in an eternal curse from which she will oh never come out. And will never get to know what is in you the box. Because life isn't, there. life isn't
2: fair. Life isn't
0: fair. And they all lived happily.
2: Ever after After. the end. (laughs)